0: You're listening to Med of Abundance, episode 237 with Kim Snyder, and today we're talking about cryptocurrency? What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community where we are proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And we're doing that by having conversations with people of all walks of life who are living a life of abundance in their own right and somehow paying it forward to their community. Now today's subject is based around the finance part of living your life of abundance and this is a subject that I actually never thought I would have a conversation about on men of abundance and you'll hear why in just a minute I explain exactly why but just like myself and just like I tell you guys all the time always keep an open mind never completely close out any particular subject. You know, the way I see it is, just like with my kids and just like when I was on active duty, I was an army sergeant, a master sergeant, and I'd been a leader for many years, there are many subjects out there in the world that, quite frankly, don't really interest me enough to dig into it. But as I'm a father and a leader, it's important for me to learn about subjects, areas, and activities that don't necessarily interest me, but may interest my wife, my kids, employees that work for me. Or even those that I worked for in my current situation, the clients that I work for. It's important because I want to be able to have a better connection with all of those people. And if I only focus on ideas and interests that interest me, then that's really quite self-centered and I'm missing a huge opportunity to connect with those around me. Connect with those that are very important to me. So how does this subject of cryptocurrency have to do with any of those people I just mentioned? Quite frankly, maybe not a whole lot, but you know who it might interest? You, because you're important to me as well. You as a listener of Men of Abundance and learning how to and figuring out ways to live your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness, it would be unfair to me if I did not expose you to as many resources that I can get in front of you. So that's why I'm glad to have this conversation with Kim today, or that I'm glad that I already had this conversation, and I'm sharing this conversation with you today because Kim really brings a different perspective on the subject of cryptocurrency, and I really like what she's doing with the space and her story about how she got into cryptocurrency after being retired from the finance and investment industry. Now, this turned out to be a very interesting and informative conversation. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sharing it with you. So make sure that you are abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward and share this conversation with others in your circle. You never know who it's going to touch and you never know who's going to benefit from it. But I tell you, if it does benefit somebody, they're going to come back and thank you for sharing Men of Abundance and specifically this conversation with them. Also, I would greatly appreciate it if you take just a few minutes to go to iTunes or whatever podcast player it is that you're listening on and leave a rating and review and a comment. And speaking of other podcast players, i got to tell you, I am really loving Himalaya. Himalaya podcast player is the best podcast player I've seen. They're not a sponsor. I would love for them to be a sponsor. I'm not getting any kickback off sharing this with you. I just really like Himalaya. So if you would, download Himalaya on your phone today. And Himalaya is spelled H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, Himalaya. The reason why I like this podcast player so much is because you can actually leave comments on each individual episode and you can rate it on there and you can actually, it's like a forum, you can have a conversation on there. And as I'm told, it also comes up easier on the searches on various search engines, the podcast will come up as well. So that's really important to me so more people can find Men of Abundance. So go to Himalaya, download it onto your phone, search for Men of Abundance and follow Men of Abundance, and also while you're there, go ahead and click on the little bell and auto so that the episodes will automatically be be downloaded and you will be notified. How awesome is that? All right, guys, let me introduce you to our future guest today. Kim Snyder has spent 20-plus years as an entrepreneur, options trader, investment advisor, financial engineer, author, speaker, educator, and financial radio talk show host. Kim got into investing in the mid-90s after having made a windfall in an IPO before the age of 30 and entrusted it to a well-known Wall Street brokerage firm which proceeded to lose everything she hadn't managed to spend. Out of self-defense and a little bit of payback, Kim created the Snyder Investment Method, a system of producing consistent cash flow from paper assets at a significantly higher rate than traditional non-engineered investments. Her investment firm, Snyder Advisors, which both taught and managed assets using Kim's method exclusively, was on the ink list of fastest growing companies two years in a row, 2008 and 2009. Kim retired at 47, sold her investment firm, and moved to South Carolina with her husband and dogs where they built a polo farm and planned to live happily ever after. All was going according to plan until crypto came along. While most people think cryptocurrency is too risky, Kim believes the risk is in not investing in crypto assets. Motivated by the cascade of bad advice she saw pouring out all over the internet, Kim unretired to create sane crypto and help baby boomers get properly positioned for what could be a once in a lifetime opportunity, but not get wrecked if crypto falls through. Kim's why is to learn things people think only experts can learn, make it her own in some systematic way, and then teach it back to others who need that information to improve their business or life. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Kim Snyder. Kim, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing? I am fantastic, and thanks for having me, Wally. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, it's kind of interesting having this conversation with you, but I'll be quite honest with you, I probably would not have had this conversation had it not been for any of you valet okay. introducing us. And tell me why that is. The reason why that is, is because um, we're specifically talking about the, my experience with cryptocurrency. I have some friends of mine that are, have been doing, got started with crypto before anybody I mean before I knew what it was ever heard of it and even my boy was talking about it many years ago and I was like yeah that sounds kind of neat but not something you know I I thought it was just one of his gaming things right but over the last probably easily the last year not as much anymore because I'm very careful about who I friend on social media but I would get messages five or six a day it was at one point and then it trickled down to a couple of week of guys just wanting to sell me or get me into their best pl- platform of the whole mm-hmm. wide world about cryptocurrency. I mean, it was worse than amateur MLMers. It was just really, really getting annoying. And my thing was all I would say is I'm not interested. Well, then they would be like, well, why are you not interested? Why do you hate cryptocurrency? I was like, I, who's, I never said that. It's just, but my point is this, um, Interview Valet has been giving me so many amazing guests. And I think only one did not work out out of the God goodness, I've, I don't even know how many it's over 50. And they know exactly who I want to talk to. And when I looked at your bio, it was the way that you're doing what you do and the reason why you're doing what you do and who you're talking to specifically of what you're doing what you do. And I'll, we'll get much more into that here in a little bit. But that was why I decided I'm going to have this conversation. This is the right person to have this conversation with.
1: Well, I'm really glad that you did. And there's just no question that the space is very scammy. And it's a, you know, it's a you have to thread that needle, because as we'll talk about, I think it's potentially an opportunity that a lot of People will not take advantage of for that very reason, and uh, and yeah, and, and and I was like everybody else. I was skeptical at, at first as well. So um, you know, I think I think you should be skeptical, but you have to also be educated and make an educated decision about it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I always keep an open mind. And like I said, I do have friends that are doing very well. With that. And I just think back about, you know, back in the, what was it, maybe 40s and 50s when franchising was becoming popular and everybody was like, what? That's crazy. That'll never work. <laughs> you know, don't get into franchising. It's the devil. <laughs> and now here we are like, every franchise is like a, you know, household name, you know, all the stores we attend, you know, go to and restaurants and everything. So, guys, again, I tell you this all the time because I have some of these conversations. I've had conversations with NLP and all kinds of different stuff. Keep an open mind. Let's have this conversation just like anything else. And I'm definitely having an open mind, especially what I've seen your website and your bio and what you do. So we already d- determined um, you're in South Carolina. Before we get too much into our conversation, I do like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Sure. Mm- Well, one of my
1: lifelong dreams was to have my office in my barn because I play polo. That's my passion outside of helping people with their finances. And the fact that I was able to do that, I'm sitting here talking to you from my office with my horses, you know, six feet outside of my window would not be possible if we didn't live in the world we live in today where we are able to reach so many more people Thanks to the internet, here on a you know rural South Carolina, it's pretty amazing, really. When you when you think about the global reach you can have from your global shed quarters <laughs> outside of <laughs> <Haken, laughs> South Carolina, it's that's amazing.
0: I absolutely love that global shed quarters, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, goodness gracious, there are just so many vocations out there that didn't exist 10 years ago. And people are making money in ways that did not exist. Nobody even thought of 10 years ago. And now it's almost mainstream. I mean, we got kids, literally kids, making millions on YouTube, just opening boxes of toys and stuff, for goodness sake. So and it's amazing. So how would you describe yourself?
1: Um, I would say probably two characteristics would be the most defining one is that. I'm an optimist. I'm an an eternal optimist, as I think most entrepreneurs are. Um, but I think the other one is persistence., uh, my husband says that my superpower is, my ability to to make what I see in my head become a reality. But I what I think really is that my superpower is that persistence because a lot of times that takes, 10, 15, 20 years to make whatever that is a reality and I just seem to have an ability to hold an idea in my head for longer than most people do. They usually give up on it and to be you know constantly imagining it as something as that is real and not giving up on that thing and and um, being able to eventually manifest it into you know that that picture that I had.
0: Yeah, that is definitely an art. Um, many people do give up on their ideas much too soon. I've heard this quote. I think it was Tony Robbins who said uh, most people underestimate, or excuse me, most people overestimate what they can do in a year, and underestimate what they can do in five years.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's an
0: exact perfect example of that.
1: I, I would say that is um, that that's my best uh, description of myself, and and that's served me really really well um both in terms of bouncing back from from difficult situations that we all face as well as building businesses that you know I'm I'm really proud of
0: so, you know, one thing that was really intriguing about your um, bio that I was reading through here is that, you know, you've had these different companies and stuff and everything you've done, and then you retired at 47. How on earth did that happen? How were you able to do that? <laughs> uh, other inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> sure. Well, there's there's a whole
1: backstory um, to that, and, and it's this. Um, when I was fresh out of college, I had the, just the the dumb luck of going to work for this company in Dallas that at the time that I joined as a part-time clerk in their, in their purchasing department was doing about 36 million a year in sales. And three days after I uh, joined the company, if you could call it that, um, right, I was like filing Paper purchase orders in a filing cabinet. <laughs> that was the sum total of my responsibilities. Uh, the two people in the purchasing department ran away in the middle of the night to get married. And so fast forward eight years later, uh, we're doing a billion dollars a year in sales. I'm a senior management with the company. Um, the last project that I worked on along with lots of other people uh, was taking the company public. So um, at the moment that our Ticker symbol across the tape for the first time, I had suddenly made more money than most people would dream about making, and even after a lifetime uh, of work, and I was not yet 30 years old. Um, so you might think, oh, well, that's how you retired <laughs> at, at 47. Nope, that was definitely not. That was not it. Because what happened was, um, I turned, I didn't know the, the travesty is that I went to some of the finest schools that this country has to offer and yet nowhere along the way had anyone ever taught me about personal finance and investing so I did the thing that most people do or I thought which was to turn it over to a mainstream Wall Street brokerage firm one that everybody's heard the name of Um, the guy says to me you're young you have a lot of money you can afford to take a lot of risk and I thought yeah that's what I've always heard And, um, two years later, the phone rings telling me that they'd lost everything, everything that I hadn't managed to spend, they had lost. And of course I should, um, you know, mention that along the way I had quit my job and proceeded to have a really good time. So I spent Mm. a lot (laughs) on a lot of really stupid things, but, uh, yeah, they lost everything. And, um, what came out of that was basically everything, everything, you know, I tell people now, I wouldn't trade that moment for anything, although it was awful at the time, because not only did I lose seven figures, but uh, I was in debt uh, in six figures. So uh, which is really hard to do. And um, but so out of that, I started to reverse engineer this idea of financial freedom, something I I really didn't know anything about or even think about prior to that. But what I knew for sure was that I was never, ever, ever going to put my financial future in the hands of another human being, that I was going to get educated about money and finances and not my husband, not my broker, not my CPA. Nobody was going to be able to put me in that sort of a situation again. If I did it, so be it, right? Because it would be an honest mistake, but but I was never going to be in that situation again. And that started the journey. Um and it was a long one, but eventually I ended up um engineering or inventing an investment method that um created cash flow at a much higher rate than traditional cash flow investments. And started teaching friends on weekends because they asked me to and and one thing led to another, and we grew and that eventually grew into an inc five hundred um company that teaching our that method um and um, after the financial crisis, I know this is a long answer to your question, but, no, I'm you know, after the financial crisis, um, which is, was quite frankly, one of my proudest moments because, you know, we had at the, just before the financial crisis, we had about a half a billion dollars, um, either under management or, um, consulting with our clients. And, you know, we got those people, the ones who, um, who we were, able to, you know, to keep them from financial suicide, like selling at the bottom, um, you know, they came out of that unscathed. And, and so while that's my proudest moment, it, you know, it was also um, personally, emotionally um, more taxing than I knew. And, and by about 2009, one day, I turned over, I looked at my husband, who was our CFO and said, sweetie, we need to have a board meeting, because like, I'm, I'm done. i'm out of i'm out of gas and uh so that's so i retired and um and stayed retired until about a year a year and a half ago wow
0: that is a hell of a story and i'm assuming that's your kick in the gut moment as (laughs) well. that's the one (laughs) because that who i was feeling every minute every every bit of that and i've only been in a fraction of that type of debt and i've never been taken for any amount of money to that extent QVC purchases <laughs> against my, you know, identity theft stuff, but that was only not even a thousand dollars. Well, you know, you know what,
1: it. Wally, people will all often say to me, uh, you know, were you were you mad? And I've heard you comment about this on on your show with some other guests. And and you know, for some people, it's that they don't want to, you know. Well, I won't comment about other people, but for me, I I say. I, you know, only halfway tongue in cheek, it's hard to be mad when you're suicidal, <laughs> you know, and, and, and let's be clear, you know, it wasn't like I said that I'm i I'm an optimist and I'm persistent, you know, but it isn't like I just popped up from that and went, you know, okay, now I'm going to go slay the world and, you know, create this, you know, investment firm, no. I mean, first of all, it took years to dig myself out of that hole and, you know, lot, lots of luck, lots of being in the right place at the right time, but also, yeah, lots of, you know, lots of persistence um, in, uh, in, in refusing to just roll over and, you know, and, and be bitter.
0: Yeah, you know, and thank you for bringing that up too, because as you've mentioned, other guests and people that I've talked to on and off the show that have had similar things happen to them in various ways. Um, You know, one guy had his his wife and kid run off the road, and now his kid's crippled for life. And you know, you don't just bounce back from that. It, but you can't express that in a forty-five minute you know conversation. But again, I appreciate you sharing that because, guys, I want you to understand that. It takes time to heal. It takes time to get past the anger because you're going to be angry and you're going to feel all kinds of crazy emotions. And I know you do if you're in that kind of situation right now. But we have these conversations because I also want you to know that you're going to get through this. And by listening, hopefully, by listening to these conversations, it gives you hope. And then connecting with various people that I have conversations with or other shows then you're able to get that help that you need to get through this. So again, uh, Kim, thanks for sharing that. Now, I'll tell you, I mean, so you got through all that. And, you know, I know that took lots of time. How did the whole crypto thing, why did you come out of retirement? What excited you so much that made you say, you know what? Retirement's great, but I need to go do this. Sure. Well, if you, first of all,
1: I'll just tell you straight up. If you'd have asked me a year and a half ago if I would ever get back into the, into investing, I'd have told you you were nuts. I mean, it's it was so not on my radar. I can't even tell you. Now in the in the interim I'm you know I've been what I would say semi retired. What I mean by that is my husband had no problem retiring. Like he could spend the rest of his life picking up sticks <laughs> and he'd be perfectly <laughs> happy. And and that was not me. So uh, you know I've started I don't know seven eight little lifestyle businesses in the, in the interim not not related to investing more in your um bailiwick mostly you know with um Uh, marketing and things like that but uh, and sold them or you know whatever but um but then this crypto thing came along and and the way it happened Wally is I was coming home from the movies with a friend of mine uh, a couple years ago and she casually mentions to me that she had inherited three hundred thousand dollars worth of cryptocurrency and she knew I'd been in the investment business and she wanted to know what I thought what she should do and to your point, my very first knee-jerk reaction was, "Oh, are you kidding me? Sell that, <laughs> turn it to cash as quickly as you can, because that it, it's it's a scam." And what's funny about that is that I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's well. Look, you know, if there's this a thing about familiarity bias. It, we put more value on things that are familiar to us as compared to the things that are unfamiliar and being an, you know, an innovator and a disruptor in the financial industry, I still have fairly mainstream and conservative views about, you know, how you make money. I just think mostly Wall Street's designed to make them rich, not you, right? But I'm still pretty mainstream. So yes, that's going to be my first response. And um, fortunately, I didn't say that out like that, that strongly. And a couple years, or I mean, sorry, a couple of months later, she mentions it's again, and now it's worth $600,000. And now this is a big deal because this is someone who's in her sixties, you know, um, she, she confessed to me that they were pretty far behind on their retirement savings, you know, and now it's just her and it's her income, which, you know, is like a hundred thousand a year, maybe, um, And, you know, her savings and and that is it, you know, and so this is a once in a lifetime thing for her. She's got to make good decisions here. And and I'm thinking, wow, six hundred thousand, you know, and then next next thing, you know, she casually mentions that it's worth one point two million. Now, of course, that was at the top in January of 2018. But along the way, I decided that just to be a good friend, I needed to at least look at this and say, is it real? Um, and once I figured out, yep, it, wow, not only is this real, this is really interesting. It's the first thing that's really new under the sun in the world of finance in a really long time, maybe since, you know, st- public stock was um, <laughs> became legal. Uh, and and um, so I started to, to kind of study the nuts and bolts of it and what the different assets were and how you value them. And, and then start to think about, well, how might it fit in my portfolio? And, um, and then, you know, I was complaining to her at, constantly and vociferously about all those people that you mentioned, all the scam artists and all the, you know, cause that's what happens. Anytime something like this comes along, then everybody's just trying to get rich off of everybody else and you have you know crypto kitties who who are suddenly geniuses because they've quadrupled their little sister's lunch money you know and 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 it just infuriated me and she said to me you know what i don't get you like this is what you do this is what you care about this is what you you know you you love why wouldn't you help people with this and the next day i got the domain and saying crypto was born
0: Wow, yeah, I love that story. I love how the whole thing got started. So, what exactly is Sane crypto, and who is that for? What's your what's your purpose with that? Sure.
1: Well, I I think first of all, I think people have a tendency to look at cryptocurrency wrong. Um, so, like you know, it, because or they just look at investing wrong. Um, so first, let me just say, you know. Um, one of the hardest things to get people to understand is that investing isn't a competition, right? So it's, it serves a very important function. Okay. Um, Your job as a family CFO is to convert your physical and intellectual capital into enough financial capital that you can um, achieve what I, the way that I define financial freedom, which is the ability to do what you want when you want without worrying about how to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if you've achieved that, then the rule is you should never, you you know, it's not a, it's not where you're trying to make more than the next guy. Um, or, you know, if one guy earns 9% from, you know, the stock market and you only earn eight that you've somehow failed. The point is, this is about you and your family and providing for your family and doing that, um, with kind of, you know, the, trying to, to reach this goal as quickly as you can while taking minimal, the minimum amount of risk that you can take in order to reach that objective right because that's the balance profit is the reward for risk and in order to get a higher return to get to those numbers you have to take some risk so for someone like you who is you know from what you just said you know you've got your army pension you've got this you've got that you it may not be appropriate for you okay um and and so that's that's what i mean when i say you know, nothing's a one-size-fits-all. Now, here's what's so intriguing to me about it, though, and what got me to come out of retirement and become something of an evangelist for it, and that is that this, most people aren't in your situation. Most people have, um, probably don't even know how much it will take to create that kind of a cash flow off of their portfolio and live comfortably for 40 years, potentially in retirement. It's a big number. Um, And a lot of people are behind um, for just for various reasons, right? And so what's so really interesting to me about cryptocurrency is not this idea of get rich quick. Um, I I am not about that. What's interesting is that this It has these really unique characteristics that make it possible um, that we could, you know, close that gap for a lot of people. Meaning, so here are the characters, here's what I mean by that. So everybody thinks that um, cryptocurrency is really risky. But actually, without getting too investment wonky on you, um, in some ways it reduces risk. So the reason we say that is if it's it's. It's non-correlated, meaning it doesn't move up and down with the stock market or real estate. the The relationship is is there's no causal relationship there. So if you add it to your portfolio, that's this idea of diversification. Um, so it reduces risk through diversification. Um, it, in this day and age, when things are a little bit hairy, um, it's interesting to note that it also acts as a hedge against inflation and financial crisis, meaning when those things happen, its value tends to go up, whereas your other things in your portfolio will have a tendency to, to crash or collapse. Um, so it's interesting in those two regards. But here's the the third piece that makes it what I call the superfood of an investment portfolio when done right, and that is that it has also this massive upside potential. And the, the you know, you can look at the returns over the last, um, so, you know, eight years ago, it was selling for, it went, you, you, could, you could buy it for 5 cents for the first time on a public exchange. Today it's 6,700. Okay, that's like 13,000% return. No guarantee that that's ever gonna happen in the future or ever again, right? But the fact that they, you know there there this is what's so crazy about it. Wally there there are cogent arguments, like academic arguments for this for for Bitcoin, which is the thing, the only thing I'm interested in, not all these ICOs, you need to stay far, far away from those. But Bitcoin itself is a better gold than gold. And there is an argument for if you just if you understand, and I'm not sure how much your audience knows, but that um, there can only ever be 21 million Bitcoin in the in the world ever by design, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and if if we have eight trillion dollars currently of above ground gold supply um, divided by 21 million Bitcoin, that's like 350 thousand dollars per Bitcoin. So it doesn't take A very big adoption rate, um, you know, to get Bitcoin to a number that is much bigger than 6,700 today, right? And we can argue about whether you know that's going to happen or not. But if you just, here's the way I frame it for people: just imagine that um, in 1993, someone had given you the opportunity to buy stock in the internet because this is the internet of money this is the next iteration you know the internet was about the ability to transfer data you know in the blink of an eye seamlessly from peer to you know peer to peer Um, and this is about the ability to transfer value you know between peer to peer without having an, an intermediary um the same as the internet was right so So if I had given you the opportunity to buy stock in the internet, not in AOL and Cisco and level three, I'm not talking about that. I mean, literally in the internet, um, and with the value of that security being a function of its mainstream widespread use and adoption, right? Knowing, right? What you know today, would you take that bet? Of course you would, because it would be worth an untold amount of money because, We couldn't even imagine what the Internet would become and how ubiquitous it is today. Right. So when when people throw around numbers like two hundred thousand dollars for a Bitcoin or even a million, they make you laugh. And they also make people it, it sounds so far fetched that it just instantly turns people away, but that is what Bitcoin is. It is the opportunity to make that investment that we didn't have for the internet. And and that's what makes it so interesting. So with that in mind, right, what you do is you don't back the truck truck up and buy bunches of it because you don't have to. This is where people get it wrong. What's so interesting to me, because my audience are baby boomers primarily who are behind or or on the what we, we call the retirement bubble. But it's equally true for millennials and everybody else who asked to save all this money. You know, a little bitty investment, you know, $10,000 invested in Bitcoin at the beginning of 2017 would have become $125,000 last year. Like, that just doesn't exist, nor will it exist ever again, at least in our lifetimes. So that's what's so intriguing to me and over time as it be more and more people understand it and a lot of these you know it becomes more adoptable you know more people then then some of that um, return premium will go away so um you know it's really to sum it up it's like it's like venture capital it's like the ability for the average joe to participate in venture capital you know like uber early uber facebook investment type returns with you know minimal risk because you don't have to buy a lot to be able to get this massive um ter- you know uplift on the portfolio if and it's a big if if that comes true does that make sense
0: kinda i'm a physical person i got to see things and watch it drawn out but i'm i was hanging on to every single word that you're saying well yeah it, and hopefully
1: i, I think um, and, I, and if people are like, "What did she just say?" <laughs> um, <laughs> depending on your, you know, your level of understanding at, of what you know, Bitcoin is, which for most people is is very, very little. Um, as well as your understanding of financial markets, you know that that it may or may not um, connect right away. But I think you know another way to think of it is um, as Pascal's wager, um, if you're familiar with that. Um, you know, Pascal, um, Pascal's wager is just, is basically a wager where, um, if you lose, you lose nothing. If you win, you, you win eternity in heaven. It's from, you know, the 16th century mathematician. And, um, and, and those things just don't, Come along very often, and so you have to at least. What I would say is, if that's if that idea is even intriguing to somebody, and for some people it won't be. You know, like some people are real estate investors, and some people are, are stock investors, and like the two ten you know, like the you you just are, you know. And so for 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 someone who that's intriguing, what I would say is, don't be intimidated. Don't cr- don't create any sort of um, um, opinions go get educated, like seek out more information.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I love having these conversations because that's who I am. I do. And when I saw, when I first, like I was saying before, when I first heard of it, my son was the first one that mentioned it to me and he's a gamer. And I was like, that's kind of a gaming thing, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden this other guy who I've known, I personally known for years and he's a multi multi-millionaire in various different, industries. And when he finally, he kind of came out, if you will, he said, look, I've been, I'm going to come out about this. I've been dealing, you know, trading or investing in Bitcoin for two, three years. And here's the guy I learned from, and he's got this course. And if you want to learn about it, this is the guy to go talk to. I'm not the guy to talk to. I'm just the one, make, you know, benefiting from what this guy's information is. And when he came out, I was like, wow, okay. I'm gonna look into this, and I did. I looked into the history of it, and I knew that the, you know, some of the numbers, some of the stuff that you was just talking about. So, I did know enough about it. So that when these other guys were contacting me, you know, I, I just said, "I'm just not something I'm interested in." And it wasn't an un- uneducated answer. It was just, "I'm just not interested in it," uh, at that point in time. And then I all told them I might, there might be a point in time that I'd be interested. in, And you know, as they all said, it's going to be too late and this, that, and the other. So my question to you is. What is the motivation of these other guys that are contacting so many of us? Because some of them have actually even created fake accounts of mine to contact my friends to talk to them about investing in Bitcoin. That's how dirty it's gotten.
1: Yeah, it it is. I mean, you know, the whole cryptocurrency thing was really born out of the – the financial crisis and these what they call these crypto anarchists and they're people who really believe that um, they, they are vehemently anti-government, anti-regulation, um, anti-Wall Street. And it's it's funny because in some ways that vision has been co opted by you know by Wall Street now you know Goldman Sachs and Harvard Endowment and all these people are investing in Bitcoin um, which is I'm sure not what they wanted and this idea of regulating cryptocurrency is just anathema to them but one of the things that I think is so critical for mainstream widespread adoption of this is, you know, that that regulation occur. And it is, you know, for ye- for the first few years until very recently, it was totally the wild, wild west. You know, I mean, these were basically un registered securities, not Bitcoin, but these other ICOs, which is, if you're not familiar with the the, the um, acronym, ICO stands for initial coin offering, which is similar to like initial public offering in the stock world, but they're these cryptocurrencies. And they, they were, they are most of them, many of them, in fact, literally just didn't exist. They were scams where people were paying, you know, just running away with millions and millions of dollars, Literally millions and millions of dollars. Um, others of them might have been, you know, somewhat legitimate at least in terms of their intentions, but they were basically just un, you know, unregistered securities. Uh, I mean, like it, it's it it was awful and ugly, and it got to the point where you know, as you may know, Facebook and Twitter and Google all literally shut down the advertising for anything related to cryptocurrency, which makes someone legitimate like me, that makes my life pretty difficult. Um, but mm-hmm. but, but it was necessary. It was really important. I mean, you, you know, along with, uh, you know, that old Spider-Man thing, you know, with, with great power comes or great responsibility, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to really, with anytime there is this kind of money and this kind of potential involved, then of course it's going to attract a bad element as well. And so you just have to be really cognizant of that and, you know, use your, use your gut and use your brain. We all know when something's too good to be true, if it's too good to be true, it is things like that. And just, you know, be smart and, and uh, but it really is starting to settle into much more of a mainstream Wall Street
0: type thing, um, very quickly. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it on all the, you know, the the finance shows and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's definitely out there, legit. And the fact of the matter is, there's people in every industry that are going to be, you know, criminals. They're going to they're going to do criminal activity. They're going to, you know, completely exploit the whole process and. Uh, it happens in the credit cards, it happens in dating sites, it happens all over the place. So just, again, just, like you said, just be very careful moving forward.
1: Yeah, I will say in, in this case, though, Wally, you know, if you've ever seen video of, you know, um, sharks or, or fish when there's chum in the water, it, it for a little while there, it really was like that, you know, so... Um, but but it's it's definitely cleaning up very very fast
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's good that's good to hear what are some good news stories out of what you're doing specifically for these baby boomers um
1: yeah well with with regard to cryptocurrency specifically um this is really you know early days it's good it's whether it be, it's a thing, you know, whether it, um, fulfills our, our wildest dreams in terms of return potential, um, it is still, you know, it, uh, we don't know. We just have to wait and see, right. It could, and, and it might not. And anybody who tells you they know what's going to happen is lying because there's no such thing. Okay. Um, so however, um, for me that, the good news here is, and I I, I think I can only talk to it personally. What's been so gratifying for me is having retired in 2009 and sold my firm, you know, a few years later. um, And then when I came out of retirement with this cryptocurrency thing, suddenly my old clients, you know, started finding me. And many of them said to me, Kim, there is no one in the world that I would even consider, (laughs) you know, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, but, you know, but because you have made such a difference in our lives, you you know, you are the, you know, your teachings and your, you know, is the reason that we have everything that we have today and we didn't lose it all. um, You know, and because of that, if you're in, we're in and we want, you know, so, I, I mean, I can't even tell you, because how gratifying that is and um, how much that means to me because in so many ways like I have always thought of my clients as my you know my tribe my uh, you know I'm the shepherd and it's my job to you know keep the wolves at bay and and for all these many years later to be reconnecting with people and to have a voice again and to start speaking and being, on, you know, I'm so grateful to you for inviting me on the podcast and to start to be able to spread the word again, which is something I, you know, I just forgotten how much I, how much I love. So, um, yeah, it might not be the, the good news story specifically that you were looking for, but, um, for me, it's just, it's just so exciting.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome answer. I can definitely feel your passion. And um, that just speaks to who you are, that those people would be willing to follow you because, you know, you're family to them. You're their tribe as well. So that's just amazing. So we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? I am hey business owners check this out if you've been in business for about three to five years somewhere in that range give or take a few and you're currently doing some sort of advertising whether it's on facebook in the newspaper cable tv radio billboards or even in the yellow pages yes i have a yellow pages right here people still do advertising yellow pages and i'm here to tell you i see these advertisements all the time and they're throwing money away you may be throwing money away in those ads Guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but on top of me being the most awesome podcast host of this amazing Men of Abundance podcast, I'm also a very skilled and brilliant business and life strategist. I have an e-learning system with literally millions of dollars of marketing and strategies already done for you. You just have to model those. I am partnered with over 100 business coaches that are experts in many different industries. That makes me very confident that I can help you in your business, regardless of what industry you're in. I can help you not only generate more leads, but actually convert those leads into paying customers and repeat customers. I can show you business strategies that will increase your revenue and your profits in a matter of months. But all that aside, I need your help. I'm in the process of writing another edition of my current book. My current book is No BS Business Breakthrough, How to Double Your Lead Conversions and Triple Your Revenue in Less Than 45 Minutes. And in that book, I have the top eight strategies of over 100 strategies that I use throughout the course of the year. But those top eight strategies are the ones that I find I use with most business models right up front. And what I need is a couple more case studies from industries that I have not currently worked with in various areas of the United States so here's what I want to do I would like to do a 45 minute business breakthrough session with you going over my process using some of your input from your industry from your business so that I can measure that up and see how my strategies would impact businesses in your industry and instead of charging you my normal fee for doing this business audit and this business breakthrough session What I would like to do is use your data with your permission in my next book and any articles that I may write leading up to the book. I can add your feedback with your name, your business name, or anonymously. It's totally up to you. But the mention in the book or the article would certainly give you some free publicity. And in return for your time and professional feedback, you will certainly walk away from this business breakthrough session with strategies that you can implement that day. And on top of that, I will give you 30 days' access to my e learning platform, where you will have access to the first four videos of the 52-week series complete with workbooks, as well as the first four weeks of the e-class, done-for-you marketing, email campaigns. I'm telling you guys, the first 30 days in the e-learning system will definitely increase your revenue and profits within your business. As long as you implement just one of the strategies that I'm going to share with you within the 45-minute business breakthrough session or even just one of the strategies that's inside the e-learning platform. So if you're willing to help me out with your professional feedback on how my systems will impact businesses in your industry, then go to menofabundance.com forward slash help Wally, W-A-L-L-Y. Menofabundance.com forward slash help Wally is where you can schedule your 45-minute business breakthrough session with me And as soon as that session is done, you'll be able to implement the strategies we talk about, and I'll give you instant access, 30-day access, no credit card needed, nothing like that, to the e-learning platform. I look forward to talking with you, and I look forward to impacting your business somehow. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today.
1: Okay, um... I'll try to make this more concise than my other answers. (laughs) Um, So I would say the very first thing is if you don't have them already, put together personal financial statements. Um, Again, I think of you as family CFO. Um, and like any, there, it would be impossible for a CFO to manage any organization, um, without knowing their numbers, um, because you, know, you have to manage to them. So you should have a personal income statement, a personal balance sheet, and you should absolutely know what that nut is, how much income it takes for you to have minimum viable, um, in income, basically minimum viable, um, lifestyle. That's your first thing before you do anything else because everything else is just throwing stuff at the wall in hopes that it sticks because you aren't working backward um the the second thing is um if you aren't investing and you aren't investing seriously many what terrifies me is the fact there are surveys that say 60% of people are now investing less um than they did 10 years ago before the financial crisis, because they've just lost, you know, faith. They've lost their stomach for it. They don't trust it. You, you cannot, you do not want to end up being 90 years old, living under a bridge, eating cat food. And the only way that you are going to get there is by learning how to invest in a, in a sound, smart way. And, and if you haven't started, start, because compounding is your best friend. And and if you don't, you know, one of the, the mistakes that people make, Wally, is they don't understand compounding, and they don't understand it in reverse, which is, you know, if it, if it takes 20 doubles, you know, if a dollar doubled 20 times gets you to a million dollars, right? After the first double which can take like 10 year, you know, 10 years to get that first double, you only have $2. And after the next one, you have 4, and then 8, and then, you know, after after um 10 doubles, which is half, you've only got like $1700. And people look at that and they say, why should I invest? Why should I, you know, it's, it's not working. I'm not going to get there. I only have $1,700. I, the fridge broke, so I'm going to spend it on that. And they don't realize that it's the last double. It's that double from five, that 19th double gets them from 500 to a million. Right. And so you, you have to start and you have to not fall prey, um, to, to, to not understanding that it's that first double. You can't get to the, the, the last one without the first one. So start. And then the third thing is, and I think I've pretty much said this already, is be skeptical. You know, be your own advocate. Most investments are are designed to make the person selling them rich, not you. Figure out how they make their money, you know. um, Just be be smart.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely. And one thing I heard one other uh, guy I had a conversation with in reference to investing is just exactly what you said was, Find out how they make your money, how they make their money and be okay with that because they got to make a living too. But understand, you know, where that's all coming from. Just understand the whole process. And that's where most people just jump right in and kind of blind, you know.
1: Well, you know, the the mistake I made originally um, was that I abdicated responsibility, right? Mm. And so you may... Entrust your money to someone. Although, as a general rule, I think nobody has a more um, has less conflict of interest and a more vested interest in your success than you do. I actually think it's one of those things that you don't outsource if you can possibly help it. Um, um, but you know, even if you do then yeah at least you just ha- you have to be an active participant in that and not just assume that the guy handling it has your best
0: interest at heart yeah very good point what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life
1: probably the biggest one is the best i every morning. I know your guests probably say this a lot, right? Wake up early. I know you do, you're military. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, wake up early. But for me, it's not really the waking up early, I realize. It's the process of journaling and Mm. in the morning and not just journaling. It's been since I started journaling, um, I use the best self journal and um, it does a couple of things. One of them, which you open with, right, is to make sure that the beginning and end of every day, you know what you're grateful for because it's, it's you know, that just makes all the difference in the world in your in terms of your outlook. But what it does is it focuses you on the one thing, which if you haven't read the one thing, that would be my book recommendation by Gary Keller, co-founder of Keller Williams um, it's probably the most important book for me personally I've ever I've ever read, um, and so what the what the and the best self journal dovetails with it perfectly because what it does is it focuses you every single day with laser like focus on what's the one thing for today actually it's you know it gives you three but for me it's really you know what's the one thing and am I every single day spending what little time I have. Um, on the things that are going to give me the highest amount of leverage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with that. And by the way, The One Thing is an excellent book. I'll second that. I had a conversation with the co-author of The One Thing, Jay Pepizan. That's episode zero four five. if you guys want to go look at that. I'll put it in the show notes, but menofabundance.com forward slash zero four five. my conversation with Jay. Great guy. And uh, absolutely love, love that book. Yeah. in
1: just so critical to me, you know, especially being if you're a solopreneur um, or, you know, small, small business owner, we can always make more money. Right. But we can never create more time. And Mm -hmm. so you have to be so judicious with how you spend those those hours. And if you're not, you know, there's just there's no more important skill to me or discipline to me, then um, figuring out, you know, what, what's the maximum leverage of the whatever it is, two hours, four hours, eight hours, 12 hours, I'm going to spend today.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you already mentioned one great book, uh, The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papazon. Are there any anything else that you would recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to, maybe even in reference to uh, crypto, which of course, one would definitely be uh, your website? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, the other, if I can, um, give a blatant self-promotion would be my podcast, the same crypto podcast, um, uh, which is not just about crypto, um, but just in a lot, uh, about investing in general. Um, you know, uh, um, I, yeah, there, you know what I have on my, um, website, I have a list of recommended um, books. It's actually like a almost like a curriculum. I hadn't thought about that until till just now. Um, and it takes someone through any someone who like knows absolutely nothing about investing. It recommends books, uh, f- you know, for those people all the way through to people who are pretty sophisticated investors and every everything in between. So I would just point you to that. It's at sanecrypto.com forward slash books, because on, on the investment front and the personal finance front, um, there's, there, there are a lot. And again, just like investments, there are also a lot that are total crap.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. So what does, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true, of true abundance? And we've already kind of talked about what holds most people back from investing and how does that correlate? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay. So I have to be a little bit careful about this answer because I, I, you know, I want to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm cognizant about, there are a lot of people, right. Who find themselves in really challenging situations. Life is really, you know, I mean, I, I, every day I wake up and I feel so fortunate to be, you know, live where we do and in the country that we do. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, the the deck has been stacked in my favor. And and so I want to always be somewhat, you know, cognizant of that, um, and not dismiss people who, who really are in challenging situations. But that said um i I also feel like the biggest thing that holds people back from a life of true abundance is that they they just haven't decided that that's what they are going to get. Um they had, you know, people always ask me all the time, like, how did you build, you know, what you built after, you know, losing everything at at, at twenty nine and and do it that fast? And my answer is, Without, you know, patting myself on the back is I decided to, and I created a plan to make it happen. And I did, you know, in fact, it's in my book, the, you know, the, the, the five-year plan that I wrote out for myself and how I went about doing it. And some, you know, I, I, the power of deciding is immense. And a lot of people just, you know, read books and listen to podcasts and they coast along, but they never really decide.
0: Right. Yeah. And then the next step on that, that's extremely important. The decision making the decision is really important. But then you made a plan and you took action on that plan.
1: Yeah, to me, that's really what I mean. I mean, like deciding isn't just decide like, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, you've got to you have got to make it happen. You've got to decide that you want it. And then say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this happen.
0: Yeah, you went straight Gary Vaynerchuk on your whole process. <laughs> I just made that up. I might be a, might turn Vaynerchuk into a verb now. Um, <laughs> because you, you, I'm just thinking about this because I know what it takes to get to that level. And then you just at one point said, looked at your husband and said, I'm done. <laughs> I'm spent. I can't, you know, Gary's still going. He'll probably keep going until he's 90. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just have mad respect for that. And the point that you just finally said, you know what? I'm going to reap the benefits and we're going to go retire and enjoy ourselves now.
1: Yeah. Until you, you know, but here's the interesting thing. Like until I found like a new purpose, because I think that's part of it. Yeah. It had been a really, really emotionally you know the financial crisis was hard (laughs) if if people think Mm -hmm. back especially being in the financial you know being in the financial industry um and we actually made the ink list two years in a row 2008-2009 which as you will recall was right in the the Mm -hmm. teeth of the financial collapse and um and so it was it, it was hard there were days that I you know I cried you know because people you know were committing financial suicide you know and i couldn't talk them off the ledge and um but i you know once you kind of get through that and then you get to the other side and you're just kind of emotionally spent and it's like you know what i've 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 built the company um you know i've built the method i've you know protected my tribe it's like i don't really have a lot new to say
0: anymore yeah (laughs) you know and but all of a sudden now i do Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you? I mean, you are living a life of abundance, but let's sum it all up here.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's two things. So on on a very base level, right, I already said, I believe... It is, you know, having enough money to do what you want, when you want, without having to worry about how you pay for it. That is financial freedom. But on a, on the higher level, um, I think it is summed up best by the Zig Ziglar quote, which is that you can have everything you want in life if you help everyone else get what they want. Mm -hmm. The day that I heard Zig Ziglar say that, and I decided to live that, is the day that my life turned around.
0: Yeah, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And I totally live by that rule as well. And uh, being a, a big fan of Zig from, goodness, the early mid-90s, I think, when I was first introduced to him on cassette tape. Uh, couldn't get enough of it. Really good stuff. So we're going to close this up, Kim. Before we do, obviously, we are going to have your website. Amazing site. Guys, look. Go to sanecrypto.com. The blog is up there, podcast, free tools, free training, course. I mean, just so much information right here. I recommend this because I've... I did. I, I visited other sites when people talked to me and they sent me links and stuff so that I could see what was going on. And, and most of it was all about trying to get me into some program, trying to sell me on something. And it wasn't cheap. Uh, and there was all kind. Of, it just didn't seem right to me. It didn't feel good to me. But this really feels good. So go check out the material, get educated. But what else would you like for our uh, abundant leaders to know before we end our conversation today?
1: Yeah, you know what, we've covered a, a, a lot of ground. And I, I appreciate you being so indulgent with me. Um, I, I, you know, I think that's it. Just understand what you know, that that's your job as your family CFO, right? Convert your physical and intellectual capital into enough financial capital um, that you don't find yourself in the situation that I that I was in. That's, that's the job.
0: Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, go out and live your life of abundance, Kim, and keep paying it forward. You are doing wonderful things out there, and I appreciate it. Thank you. You as well,
1: Wally. I love what you're doing with the podcast, and I know how many people benefit from it.
0: Thank you. All right, guys. I'm not so sure that I fully understand everything Kim was explaining, but the way I see it, I owe it to myself, my family, and I owe it to you to at least look a little bit further into it because Kim really does bring up a very compelling argument for cryptocurrency and the way that she's doing it so your action step for this episode and my action step quite frankly is to look further into crypto and look at the resource that Kim provides at sanecrypto.com as well as other resources I'm always an advocate for looking at multiple resources When I'm looking at something new, when new information is presented to me. But I have to tell you, I have looked at other websites. I have looked at other resources in reference to cryptocurrency. And SaneCrypto.com seems to be very intuitive and has a lot of really good information there. So I definitely recommend that as a resource for you to take a close look at crypto. If it's something that you're interested in or something that you're already doing and want to learn more about it.